0: Good evening, welcome to church. Um, I no more expected that than some of you, so just bear with me. Hallelujah, thank you, Father. Praise you, Father God, worship you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for who you are, what you do, you are in us through us. Holy Spirit you are welcome in this place. We're not here just to have an encounter but to have an encounter. We're here to have something that changes our lives. We're here just, just not to meet with you but to be changed by you. We're not just here at church on a Sunday night just to see each other and high five each other. We're here to encounter the living God, the God of all gods. We're standing in the presence of the Holy One. The burning bush of our hearts is crying out for you. You are free to speak to us this evening. In whatever way you choose, however you would do it, whether it's through a giggle, whether it's through a sob, we're here to worship you and to hear your voice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father God. Hallelujah. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34-ish. It's kind of, I'm saying ish because I'm trying to, Paul's talking about a, a few different things there. These are quite famous scripture verses. And if you start in verse 37, it, it, this is kind of, it came out in a prayer time that we had in um, in our church on Friday morning. And it kind of stuck with me all weekend. And I'm I kind of, there's an Amy Grant song that keeps kind of playing around my head. Um, not, not that you guys would know that. Growing up in Canada when I w- grew up in the 80s, Amy Grant was the, the big thing that I, I really enjoyed listening to her music. But she says, in a little while, there's a song, I don't know how, I, you know what, I should have looked up the lyrics, but in a little while, in a little while. And I, it's this scripture verse that keeps coming up to me at the moment. Uh, Hebrews 10, verse 37, for in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. And my righteous ones will live by faith But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. And I I love this. For just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. I almost feel like we're in that place where we're just in a little while. In a little while. Just in a little while. Just in a little while, the, the, the coming one will come and he will not delay. it might be the evangelist side of me it might be the, the urgency side of me or something inside of me but at the moment for me it's just a little while we're glimpsing into the spirit realm at the moment we're we're kind of we're we're honing into some things the churches that are open the churches that are flowing with the holy spirit the, 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 there's certain ones that you can pick up on and listen to and, and watch online and things like that and you can hear the same message coming through of an urgency of the Holy Spirit moving and wanting to move through the the gross darkness and shine a light that we've never seen before. We're in a different place in, in mankind's history. This is, this is a pandemic. Yes, this is something that's happening all over the world and affecting the whole, whole of the earth. But it's so been covered media-wise and all that kind of stuff. It, we're in a different way of seeing things. At the moment, we're all very much focused on in this natural effects of what's happening. But my God, he, he is a God. He wants to shine through his people, shine through the word, shine through, through everything that's going on. He wants to be projected on the, the voice of our hearts. He wants to be out of the mouths of, our, of, of, of his people. He doesn't want to come in a little while as a spark. He doesn't want to come as a little big light flicker from a, 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 a lighter. He wants to come on this earth and fill it with his glory. And we know through prophecy, through the ministries of the prophet that have happened over the years, that that glory cloud has been with us for some time. I think Billy Brim talks about it, um, it might be Billy Brim, it might be Kenneth Hagin, something like that, but in the 80s, that the the earth was just being filled. There was was this kind of like sense of a filling, and it was just about to pop and burst. And and I remember as a child, we used to talk at my Christian school about Jesus coming back in 1997. There was a book written about, was it 88 Reasons Why Jesus Was Coming Back in 1988? So there was an urgency even back then from some people. So how much urgent, more urgent should it be within our hearts? Why is it such an urgency? Because there is great loss to ha- be had if we don't be aware of that urgency. Jesus could come back in 50 years, 100 years, 200 years, and it would still be a little while conser- considering the 2000. And I, I probably will preach this, until the day I die, that Jesus Christ is still coming back soon, no matter how long it feels like. But in a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. I believe it's soon, very, very soon, soon and very soon. And what I like about this passage of Scripture, verse verse 35, it says, I'm going backwards in the Scriptures just to kind of bring a a little bit of sense of of where we Paul was going, um, and he says in verse 35, So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patience, Patient endurance is what you need right now, so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he promised. My pastor preached a message last week, which was really quite uh, quite kind of if you lick it, listen to it and I, I, I pick up little bits here and there and sometimes when people say things and you we all, we all do that, don't we? And He talks about the wedding feast of Canaan. and we always talk about um, God's going to do great things, save the best for the last. And it doesn't actually say that in the scriptures. it actually says, God has saved the best for now. And he preached a message about faith and faith being now, now faith is the substance of the right now. So when we talk about Jesus Christ coming back in a little while and, and patience, endurance to, to receive all that he has promised, we've got to understand that God's actually got his best for you right now. It's not 10 years down the road. It's right now. Why? Because the slivers of time are so short. If you, if you just look at your own life, and some of us will are obviously younger and some of us are obviously older. That makes sense. That's just a, a group of people, yeah? But the reality is is that you look back 10 years over your life and you think, what happened 10 years ago? Wow. I mean, I didn't have kids 10 years ago. 20 years ago is completely different. I was just getting married. And life goes by so fast. Why do you think Jesus was constantly saying, I'm coming back soon? Because life flies by soon. You jump from one space playing with Lego at the back of a church and suddenly you're married with three kids and you just don't know what's going on in your life and suddenly things have happened. I can look at my mother-in-law, she had four kids. Four! And they've all grown up and left home. And it's like in the blink of an eye. We talk about the rapture and, and, and we, we say, people say, in a blinking of an eye, we'll just go. That's how fast life is going, in pace. And I want to encourage us tonight. I think that's really where I, my heart is on this and, and where we're going with this. And I, 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 I hope you work with me on this. Because when we talk about Jesus Christ coming back soon, soon, we need to feel not a sense of panic, like a thief in the night, Oh my gosh! I'm gonna my my house is gonna be robbed and just decimated, and we don't have that kind of panic or or worry. We we have an excitement, an urgency, a joy, a life. You see, we look so easy. It takes so it's so easy to suddenly start looking at what what we you know me me and I were talking about whales, how whales reacting to what's going on, and just as we were walking up, and how how did they have different things than we do. And, and everyone's just so obsessed with what's going on in the now. But if we, I think I said this last time, if we keep our foot in the natural, we miss out what's going on in the spiritual. And if Jesus is saying, I've got the best for you right now, and all it takes is patient endurance to receive the promises of God, we can really have an excitement and a joy about our spirits and about our life and about our our sense of victory and our our sense of of moving forward in the things of God. I think this is what I wrote down um, this afternoon. I can get my phone to work. Did have it ready, but I looked at something else. Just a little while. In just a little while he is coming back. Do you hear it? Do you hear the sound of heaven? Time of prayer, time of of, of, of time spent with him. Hear his voice, hear his whisper. Just a little while longer. Listen intently. Sense the voice of my spirit. Learn to hear, time to stretch and grow. Push forward, push ahead. Maintain the momentum that God's put in your life. Stir up what things God's doing. There's some things happening in your lives. There's things happening in your lives. Stir it up, keep it going. Momentum, stir up the momentum. Some of us might have to feel like we have to go to the back of the big boulder and start pushing again and and it's hard, but once you get that boulder to move down the mountain, it causes a lot of damage. I'm excited about the things to come and I'm excited about what God's going to do in this church. I'm excited about God, what God's going to do in my church. I'm excited about what God's going to do in the body of Christ because it's the body of Christ that reveals God's glory to the world. And if we really believe the things that God's saying to us in our hearts right now, there's going to be a move and a shift that's going to be so great. And I could preach this until I'm blue on my face. I could just scream it and shout it and just bang it and bang it and bang it. And we don't... We, we've we got to get it and understand that, you know, Jesus, I love that poster, really. I, I know it's been up there a long time, etc., but the passion of the Christ, what he went through for us, the excitement that we should have about what he's going to do through us. I don't think we understand it. I was just reading before, well, while we're, before the Holy Ghost kind of, Moved. About the transfiguration. It's in Mark chapter 9. It's it's really interesting because the run-up to this is quite quite strong, actually. I, I was just looking a few verses back and uh, quite a lot happens um you know we 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 that famous quote that Jesus said to to, to Peter who are you and and Peter says you are the Christ you're the Messiah we we get that really bold brash statement that Peter says I know who you are and then a few few sentences later what's he saying um, I love I love how it says it in the um the new living Peter took Jesus aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Jesus was saying about how he was going to die and how he was going to be killed. And Peter, one minute, Peter's giving this huge bullshit statement. You are the God. You are Messiah. You are Jesus Christ. How often do we do that? We, you, God, you are God in my life and you are amazing. And then I walk outside and forget that actually, well, hang on. Where are you? And it was almost like that for Peter. He, he couldn't understand that this, this guy who, who, who I know who he is. I know that he's the Messiah. And suddenly he's telling me he's going to die. Suddenly he tell, he's telling me that, 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 that death is Im- imminent. Uh, he he's he, ca- he can't get understand it, and then suddenly he, he's he's reprimanding Jesus and telling him off like now like would you like to tell God off when God tells you that He's going to do something in your life? Well, hang on, God, that's not quite what I thought you meant. We do that, and then Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples, and then reprimanded Peter. Now w- I really would not have been like to be in Peter's shoes at that moment when Jesus reprimanded him, especially I don't know if this is before or after the whole um, incident that they had at the temple. You know, when G- when Peter saw that uh, Jesus running around with a whip beating people, and then suddenly he- Jesus's fire-like eyes hones in on him, and it's like Peter's looking. Does he have that whip? <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be quite. <laughs> <laughs> And I think Jesus was just getting going when he got that whip, you know what I mean? I bet I bet it was like, literally, he'd like got to that point, like like w- when you are with your kids, like I had a, an, a time on, on Friday when one of my little children was 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 deciding that he didn't want to go to school. Just decided, I don't want to go to school. I'm sick, I'm whatever. He was giving us all this kind of stuff. And I got to the point where... I don't want to tell stories on my wife in, in a bad way, but what she was doing the mom thing of, oh, it's okay, it's gonna be okay. Then I got to the point where I had to do the dad thing and say, get out of the door, we're going. So I think Jesus was sometimes, he, he gets to that point, he's like, he, you, think as you see him in the in the Gospels and he's got compassion for everyone, he's like, oh, these guys, they need a pastor, they need a shepherd, they need somebody to look after him, and then the next minute he's like so angry that the zeal of his house consumed him, and he suddenly starts beating people up. Now, obviously, the guys that he uh, went after were more of the religious type. Anyways, that's just a side journey. Um... And then, of course, Jesus said this, If any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. I love that. Take up your cross and follow me. And how much power those words follow me. Twelve guys just left their jobs through through this, this, this whole period of the Gospels, 12 guys just heard the words, follow me, and they just dropped everything. They dropped the the boats, they dropped the 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 tax collector, Matthew. If any, if any of you have um, watched, uh, Jeremy and Caroline have put, put us on to watching The Chosen. Um, it's it's a really interesting take on it. And it, it kind of does the behind the scenes version of the Gospels. So it's like about Matthew, the tax collector. It's about um James, John, and all those kind of guys, what they were doing, the gambling, they must've got up to behind the scenes, the alcohol, the drinking. And then of course it has uh, Mary Magdalene getting set free from the de- demon side of it. And Nicodemus, he, he, he's like doing all this investigative work. It's a really interesting story to, to watch because it's like completely blindsides you the way they think about it. I mean, I don't agree with everything in it, but it gives you kind of like another angle. Where am I going with that? I have no idea. Again, let's let's keep going. I think sometimes we we need to look at the Gospels as as something that happened for real. It did happen. Anyways, onto this chapter nine. And and where we're where we're talking about this this idea of of in just a little while Jesus is coming back, and you want to really understand how he's coming back and and what our job is and how we're going to be performing and, and just look at the transfiguration here i think it's awesome i think i think if we really meditated on this and, and was was able to be able to see this in reality we it would change our lives six days later so obviously peter got told off sat on the naughty step for six days jesus then took peter james and john so jesus peter had this wonderful revelation and then suddenly he got in trouble for it and then suddenly he's, he's back in the good books. I think that's quite cool. And led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. We skip down to verse 7. And then a cloud overshadowed them and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone and they only saw Jesus. What an encounter. I think we forget that the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit's time right now. I, I heard a preacher say this once and I thought it was really cool. God's time was the Old Testament. Sort of like creation and all that kind of stuff. That was God's time. And then Jesus had the Gospels, and that was His time. Now it's the time of the Holy Spirit. Our encounters might not be with a physical man that turns up in his white dazzly thing, but our encounters are are times when we come to the front and we have min- hands laid on us and ministry. Don't ever despise that. You don't understand. The, the encounter that God just dropped into some of us up here. I have to say, why was I laughing like a silly man? I don't do that on purpose. I can't do that on purpose. I really can't. But God's trying to do something and drop something on the inside of us to invigorate us, bring life back, bring freedom back, bring anointing that breaks and destroys yokes into our lives. You see, Jesus was having an encounter here. He was revealing his glory. He was revealing what was happening in his life to these guys. These guys saw this and witnessed it. But why did they need to see it? Because Jesus said at the end of the day that if you see it, or sorry, if you don't see it, your faith will be greater. Didn't he say that to Thomas? You see, you, 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 these guys have seen it and have touched it physically, and they had to keep going with the Holy Ghost. They had, they had this, this. They encountered the Son of the Living God, but they had to keep going when He was gone, and they had to have a revelation so strong that the Holy Ghost was replacing Him. And that's what we have to get to the point in our lives: is that the Holy Ghost is this, this, this person, this. This, this being that lives on the inside of us, that energizes us and reveals Christ to not only ourselves, but those around us. This isn't a three-point sermon. This isn't something that's going to make sense if you play it back. But what I'm trying to do is encounter and delve into your heart and allow the Spirit of God to do some tic-tac-toeing, to, to, to get his tentacles in. That sounds a bit dark. <laughs> like you watch these films where the, where the, uh, the parasite grabs a hold of you and, and, and starts to take over the body. That's not what I'm trying to say. The Holy Spirit can do surgery on you. It was, it was a lot talked a lot more about in the, the days of the Toronto Blessing. I don't know if, if we remember this, but it's like when you fell over in the Holy Ghost, you were not encouraged to get back up again. Stay there. Let the Spirit of God minister to you. Let him do some fiddling, readjusting. See, in our, in our, our high speed, our fast food era, and especially as technology has improved, you know, you can download an app and change your phone within five minutes. We want the Holy Ghost to do a five-minute job. And I don't believe that's possible because so many of us have spent 30, 40, 50 years allowing stuff to grow and fester that the Holy Ghost is going to have to adjust. Now, two minutes under the Holy Ghost is far more better than 16 hours with counseling and therapy and all that kind of stuff. I, I appreciate that. But sometimes we have to just keep encountering him. Keep worshipping him. Keep lifting Father God up, lifting the name of Jesus up and allowing the Spirit of God, you see, just in a little while that he's coming back. Do you hear it? Do you hear the sound of heaven? This time of prayer that you have, do you hear his voice? Do you hear his whisper? Do you allow him to minister to you daily? I know personally, over the last two or three months, it's been hard work, running at a million miles an hour, trying to keep up with the changes of things, trying to make sure that church is at a high standard, trying to make sure I support my pastors in a way that they need to be supported so they can minister properly, getting things done. And physically, it's drains me. But coming here and having an encounter with the Holy Ghost and laughing for a few minutes has totally refreshed my heart. And the energy levels that we're going to need isn't going to be in our physical. It's going to be in our spiritual. And as it works its way out, we are going to go. Because God needs us faith people. And I'm going to say that boldly. He needs us faith people to be available. Because when people have needs, they are going to need the anointing. They are going to need the Word of God. And they're going to need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't going to, um, what, how should I say it? The Holy Spirit isn't going to back the TV guide. You can't come at a demonic power with the TV guide. You know, you don't just get the newspaper out and say, in the name of Jesus, Tuesday, this 23rd of September, blah, 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 blah. You can't do it that way, can we? We have to have this. That's got to be in us and if we have netflix if we have if we have tv if we have the news if we have all those things and we know this and i'm preaching to the converted i know that i am I, you know I, I i appreciate that i guess what i'm trying to 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 say in this kind of sharing my heart is that when we have these encounters, and when we have this understanding that Jesus is coming back so soon, that there is such a a connection in the spirit that God is just just encouraging us and just prompting us just to be alive, just to be awake, just to be alert in these times. What is it? See if I can, I just kind of had a flash of a scripture verse and I think I know what I mean, but um, I'll I'll, uh, explain it in a second. It's interesting, it says in James chapter 5, verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waits for the precious fruit of the earth and has long patience for it until he receives the early and latter rain. I, I think this is interesting because it says in verse 8, Be you also patient. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord. What draws near? He's telling us to be patient for something that is coming soon. I don't know if you catch that. We're to be patient. What does that word patient mean? If you're a good faith person, you know the word patience isn't just sitting around doing nothing. It's being consistent in the things that God's called you to do consistently uh, consistently standing up, consistently believing God, consistently getting the Word in, consistently confessing the Word, consistently doing the Word, consistently yielding to the Spirit of God. It's consistency. Patience breeds consistency. And when patience comes, the perfect work of God can work in our lives. And we see as the church has been consistent, as the body of Christ is consistent, do you understand that the body of Christ, as they're consistent, that opens up the door for the return of Jesus Christ? See this this whole lockdown period of in in this time and ta- you know it's never really happened before what's the the tactics of the enemy it's to shut the church up that's bottom line and that's what really uh, uh, I didn't understand and mentally comprehend the, the reaction of, of most of the church. Was it was literally to shut their doors. I could understand it for a period of time. But it, it kind of hung around and hung around and hung around. Because this the whole point of anything that the devil... D- you know what I mean? It's not like God's going, I'm going to turn my glory up on the earth so you guys just shut your church down. Because I'm telling you to. He didn't do that, did he? It was, it was the uh, enemy... Disease, sickness, the thief coming to steal, kill, and destroy. So I know within my heart that we have got to be patient, got to be consistent, got to be uh, able to endure life, endure the things of the Spirit, endure the things of God, what He has got in store for us. We're not enduring the enemy. We don't endure what the devil throws at us. We don't endure that. We tell it to get out of our way and walk in the success and the freedom and the victory that we're called to do. That is our calling. That is our anointing. That is our ability. We are to step into victory and success on a daily basis. God saves the best things for now, not tomorrow, not the next day. The, the best thing for you right now is being right here right now, hearing the Word of God. If you're supposed to be somewhere else, I don't want you here. If God's told you to be on the other side of Timbuktu right now, you're out of the will of God, and it's very dangerous for your life. And I know that doesn't apply to anyone here. But my point being, being in the now of God allows us to endure with patience and consistency until the coming of the Lord, which is drawing near. In just a little while, He is coming back. Our patience our endurance, our joy, our life, our victory, and our success all hinge on this ability just to relax in Him, enjoy His Word, enjoy the things of God, enjoy what God's got in store for each and every single one of us, and then we walk out in such a wonderful place this fulfilling of his call fulfilling of 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 our our ability to reach other people our ability to see success in every area i know what i'm looking for i just can't find it Shifting gears slightly, 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fades not away reserved in heaven for you. For you are kept by the power of God through faith into salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Wherein you greatly rejoice, thou now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious of gold, that it perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory in the appearing of Jesus Christ. How awesome is that! What we're going through is going to bring some great things. I really believe it. Yeah. This is what I wanted to read, actually, it's 2 Peter. If you didn't think that made sense, that's why. <laughs> Chapter 1, verse 4. That you be might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligent, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, knowledge temp- temperance and temperance patience and patience, to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things abound be in you and abound, they shall make you pregnant and fruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I just feel like it's that kind of step-by-step nature of God that we're we're constantly in this, in this yielding to the Spirit of God, but there's that step-by-step endurance, patience. Living life to the full, living life life of victory, living life in in godliness and kindness and all those things, just wrapping them all up together and putting them in and and allowing the spirit of God to kind of just inject them in and just fill you up with the energy you need to keep going. I just thank God for all of you guys here. I'm I'm not going to go on much longer. I thank God for for the group of people that you are and 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 allowing me to be able to just come and share my heart with you. I just want to remind us all consistently all that every time I come it, you might hate me for it by the end of the year I don't know but that Jesus is coming back. He's coming back soon and the responsibility of us as a church as a body as living faith fellowship is is something unique god's got something unique in you guys that will help unlock a key to help somebody i was talking to my pastors uh, the other week uh, the other day actually and i was thinking do people really understand how much church is life or death that people could walk into your church and get saved, and then walk out and you never see them again. Or they could walk out and not get saved and go to hell. Or you could have people that walk in, they get saved, and then see how we act and then think, oh, well, all right, then I can act like they act, so therefore I'm just going to act like, and then end up being backslidden and not come back again. That's how serious these things are to me. Church is that serious. Church, life, the body of Christ, it's serious business. And I love being able to have times in the Holy Ghost where we end up on the floor laughing. And I love to have times where we're, we're rejoicing and shouting about victory and shouting about life eternal. But I also love the times where we think, you know what, we've got to do something that helps other people. We've got to keep ourselves stirred up no matter who you are and i think it's interesting with this contact trace and contact system and things like that suddenly we're all very much aware of who we connect with aren't we oh i best not test positive cuz half of southport's going to have to isolate but we've actually realized how qu- close we are to people don't we when you think about it that's our sphere of influence i don't know what the statistics are but the statistics are quite high of how many people in your lifetime that you actually influence I'll leave you with that. <laughs> I'm going to close in prayer because I, I feel like I, I feel like we we've had an awesome time tonight. I, I really do, I, and it's you know, it might not be lightning and and shouting to finish with, but the glory of God swept through this place. I feel refreshed. I feel alive, but at the same time. Let's do something with it. Let's let's change let, let God change us for the permanent, not for the moment. Let, let God do something strong in us and, and allow us to stay in faith and stay enduring and stay stay patient, stay in that place of consistent victory. Because just in a little while, He is coming back. Hear the sound of heaven, hear what God's saying. Work with it in your prayer time. Work with it as a church, as we pray as a church. Work with the things of the Spirit. Thank you, Father God, for this precious group of people. Thank you for the privilege of being able to speak to them, into their lives and minister. I thank you, Father God, for what you are doing in each and every single person's life. Thank you, Father God, for who you are doing it for and thank you that you are ministering and you are moving on their hearts and their minds to see where they could be more effective for you i ask you god and holy spirit i ask you just to to reveal things to people by your grace, your mercy, your faithfulness, just show things to people, enlighten them, and uh, uh, that the eyes of their understanding are enlightened and open to know the hope of your calling. So they have a, an inkling, an idea of the, the power that is you have provided for each and every one of them to succeed in life and to help other people. I just pray that in the name of Jesus. And as we go and have our cups of tea and all that kind of different stuff,